You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. If you're listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and basically anywhere you get your podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. With me in the studio today is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. And we also got Rob. Rob, how are you today? I'm doing a lot better because I can actually breathe this week and I'm not all stuffy. Love I got it. my new nose. Rob got a new nose because that's... Because <laughs> my face had an intimate meeting with a sea rock. Yes. And his wife had nothing to do with it, despite what everybody and else if you says. Don't knows, nope. now you knows. Get out of here, really? Oh, oh God. <laughs> Can we restart the recording? I might have to. I'm but, the uh, same joke. He would, actually. <laughs> How long were you sitting on that joke ready to throw it in there? Oh, That's I had the... a couple of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ever since Rob told us he uh, broke his nose like six months ago, we've been just waiting. <laughs> just waiting for this. <laughs> Writing all this stuff down. Oh, absolutely. But uh, we are excited because uh, we're talking about uh, two movies today or a franchise that we haven't actually tackled. We have mentioned more than once um, during our Rated R Superheroes episode, we did mention this franchise a fair amount of times. So, uh, Mm-hmm. You know, with the, the prequel slash soft reboot slash new movie coming out <laughs> uh, this month, actually. You know, this month is a very busy month for a lot of different uh, media. We have, you know, Spider-Man's the big one coming up next month, next week. Next like, week. We are, we're yeah. going to be... Uh, Down in a few days. Yep. yep. And then uh, we have The Witchers coming out uh, for, you know, Cinematic Adventures. We have Cobra Kai's coming out, and we want to talk about that. So, like, it's a busy, busy month. And we also have our new show, MF Uncensored, which is already booked all the way up to january so yeah, yeah we are uh, we're, a lot of things going on but we really wanted to tackle this one and we are talking about kingsman and kingsman or excuse me kingsman the secret service and kingsman the golden circle kingsman not men kingsman. no kingsman. man is the third one the kingsman is the new no, one they're all kingsman no they're not kingsman they're not men kingsman you're wrong ronnie it's called kingsman with an A, though. No, no e. you're no, wrong. It's, it's, okay. it's literally called Kingsman. <laughs> M-E-N. Okay. All right. Are you just messing? Oh, no. Wow. It says it on here. Kingsman. Yeah, look the at the title says. poster. Yeah, it does say it. Thank wow. you. Are we wrong? I guess yeah. we are. We were really bad at Ronnie, too. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Oh, well. Maybe for once you'll listen wow. to me, guys. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, well, well uh, no, I'm just going to edit it out anyway. <laughs> so, great job, Ronnie, for that thing that you did. And that's where the edit's going to end. That's where the show's going to start back up. No, no, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we will admit defeat on that one. Oh, but I can't uh, believe it. before we, yeah, I know, <laughs> Mandela effect right there. Yeah. We were very convinced. Berenstein Bears? But anyway, Stein, Stein Berenstein. <laughs> but so, Stein? look, something shiny. I see it. It's right next to the news. Let's talk about that. So, Rob, do you have any news I for do today? I have news. Uh, the first thing, uh, we'll, before we get into Marvel and DC stuff, sadly, or maybe not, depending on your stance. Cowboy Bebop was canceled after season one. Um, it's a good thing we has... didn't do an episode on it. <laughs> yeah, right. I'd still like to. Um, I think it would be an interesting episode in light of its cancellation. So it's something to think about. For I will tell you. <laughs> I will tell you that I did not finish it. I'm about three and a half episodes in because I took a break and then 
um, I watched the original anime, and I'm almost done with that. Uh, it's like 26 episodes, and they're fantastic. I, I really can't highly, uh, recommend them enough. And then I'm, I'm going to go back and watch it. So, But it, I, a lot of people are saying that it was just a lack of funding, um, that the budget wasn't very good, that it was kind of just thrown out there a little bit without a lot of Netflix backing, which is sad because it did have a lot of potential. And I know uh, 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 the main actor, John uh, um, Cho, John Cho uh, was really... Uh, excited about it, yeah. Like he trained really, really hard for it. Oh, he looked—he looks great. Yeah. Like you, you saw him. He was like Harold got ripped. Yeah. So we should talk about it. the Harold and Kumar movies. That'd be more fun. <laughs> Next is some DC movies. Uh, James Gunn confirmed the Detachable Kid is still alive. Yes, I'm <laughs> so, okay about it. Nathan Fillion's Detachable Kid, TDK from the Suicide Squad, uh, was seen uh, blown up on the beach, but we didn't actually see him die. But this week, James Gunn confirmed. No, he's still alive, so it'll be exciting. Just his that. arms got shot. I know. Yeah. So, and Nathan Fillion is, is just a national treasure, so we would love to see him come back as the detachable kid. Uh, the Batman has been testing. Uh, they've been putting out two versions of this around. Um, are you familiar with these two versions? Yes. One has uh, the character, the actor from Eternals, I yep. think. Barry, oh, yeah. I don't know how to say his last name. Coffin or Coffin or Kogan? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> that guy. Who I I think he's amazing. I've seen him in a number of stuff. He's he's very intimidating as an actor. Yeah. But apparently they're testing two versions, one with him, one without him. And yeah. there's the rumor is that he's playing the Joker. Which I could see. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd be okay He'd with. He'd be great. Um but right now there's already if you remember from what we know of the trailers, there's already um the Riddler, uh Catwoman and Penguin. Uh, Penguin. Penguin. So the I don't know if they want to throw Joker in there or not. I, I could see it just like maybe like a, a tease at the end yeah. or right because I mean this is Batman. He's in his second year or something along those lines, or he's you know finishing his second year, so yeah. he's been around. So like I wouldn't even be surprised if they show like at the end like him walking the Riddler into Arkham and you right. see like the Joker there, you see some of the other rogues there. We don't need origin stories. We really no. don't. Like, no. The Dark Knight proved it. We don't need an origin story for no, the just Joker. Jump in. Just jump in. Bane too. Like Bane got a little bit of exposition, but otherwise, right. like and then it was like that was it's me. <laughs> that was. Yeah, that was my <laughs> friend telling you. Um, uh, next on our list is we have from Kevin Feige. He confirmed Charlie Cox is existing as the role of Daredevil. Now, here's his actual quote. If you were to see Daredevil in upcoming things, Charlie Cox, yes, would be the actor playing Daredevil. Where we see that, how we see that, when we see that remains to be seen. That's a lot of seeing. That's, yeah. that's a lo- very vague, noncommittal so answer. you're going to see it in Spider-Man. Yeah, that's the, that was always the big theory that that Matt Murdock, if not Matt Murdock and Daredevil, were going to show up in Spider-Man. But like, it, they're they're playing coy. We don't want to know though. Like, no. don't don't we don't yeah. need to know. Let us let us be surprised. No. The, you know, we got the the press screenings are going to start this weekend, and the first reviews are going to start hitting the internet. I think tomorrow. The 13th, really, I, uh, the thirteenth maybe. So so for yeah. that for you listening, that'll probably be the day that we come out with this podcast. Yeah. So yeah. like the day that. Uh, our po- we always release uh, Multiverse on Monday, same with Cinematic Adventures, then MF Uncensored is on Wednesdays. So, you know, in that time, they're going to start releasing all this information yeah. about Spider-Man. Most of the press sites are very good. Like, you can go to, like, your IGN or your GameSpot or stuff like that, and they'll do their non-spoiler reviews. Mm-hmm. But apparently, also, the press is only getting yeah, like most of the movie. Two-thirds or three-fourths of the movie. They're missing, like, 40 minutes or something yeah. like that because they don't want to spoil it, which I get. But how, I don't know how do you how- review it, then? Yeah. I don't know. You can't. No. It could be just the cameos. Like, imagine if they just took out like just Maybe. scenes with, because in all honesty, like they they have this opportunity. You know, when we talked, uh, when we talked, when we used to talk Flash every week, we talked <laughs> about um, 
season two when they introduced the multiverse, right. just that single shot of, of Barry Allen traveling through the multiverse and you see brief glimpses of all these other things. Like you, you can do stuff like that and the yeah. Marvel fans will eat it up. Yeah. And let's face it, you know, I think we can all agree that this movie is fairly critic proof. That no amount of good or bad reviews is going to change the outcome for that weekend. I mean, just the pre-sale oh, alone. Yeah. yeah. Do you have you have your tickets? Yeah. All right, and you got yours. And I oh guess, yeah, he uh, got them. So oh, he so. got them. So. Yep. I, I'm going to be in Florida, so I'm going to be watching it in Tampa <laughs> while I'm on my vacation. That just sounds miserable. Uh, uh, and then next week, hopefully, if everything goes well, I'll be reporting from Florida with my report on Spider-Man. <laughs> Probably from the airport. <laughs> from the airport with, with his little scarlet microphone. <laughs> I got this, guys. Don't worry. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Charlie Cox. Um, and then finally, this week, they released what they called – let me get this right um, – the opening – let's see – Across the across the Spider Verse's opening scene is what they're saying it's called. Um, they released it's it's about a minute and a half long, and then it goes into like some sort of crazy, weird psychedelics with the animation where the, we see Spider Man twenty ninety nine, um, and they also made the announcement that it's going to be two parts. Yes, uh, with yeah. the first part coming in October, and they said uh, Chris Miller and Phil Lord, I think I got that right. Yep, um, said that the second part will not be as not be that far behind. He said it could actually show up in 2023. We went through a big phase of movies trying to do that. Uh, the Matrix was a big one, uh, but it, like mm-hmm. the, it was Dune. It's, Dune. Uh, back to the Future did it with yep. their with yeah. their sequels where they film everything back to back. Oh, I see. Not Dune then, yeah. Yeah, not Dune. But uh, oh, the Lord of the Rings movies then. Yeah, so that yeah. way there's a very low turnaround yeah. with uh, some of the films. But sometimes it works. Yeah. You know, Back to the Future, say what you will. Like, Back to the Future, the trilogy as a whole, is a great trilogy. Oh, yeah. And oh, the yeah. third one still holds up. Oh, yeah. Um, and the trail, I don't, you guys are too young to remember because it was back in the 90s, um, which, if you're not familiar with the terms, uh, the 90s were a decade where you were still very young. Where it was better than everybody else. Yes. Um, but back then, when they released Back to the Future 2, they put the trailer for Back to the Future 3 they still at do the it. end. Yeah, yeah that's if right. You watch it, there. If you watch it on TV or anything like that, they'll show it right after it says to be yeah. concluded. Because uh, they still show to be continued in between yes. the first and second, and then to be concluded in between yeah. the second and third one. But uh, so you were saying now before we went on air, you were saying you were not feeling Spider Verse. Um, I don't know if I like the animation style of twenty ninety nine. Did you like the animation style of the first one? Yes. Okay. Because um, I know I, some people were really turned off by it. When I first saw trailers, I didn't, and that's why I'm taking it with a grain of salt. And then you know, obviously seeing the movie, the movie is a masterpiece of of animation. Oh, yeah, it really is. is. But um. I really liked because they show Oscar Isaac as Spider-Man 2099. He is confirmed one, to come yes. back um, in the post credit scene, and it was perfect. Like, he looked great, but now they're showing him in this, and it just looks overly cartoony. Yeah, I, I, I would take it with a grain of salt. I don't know. If yeah, I mean, obviously, it may not be the finished product. It may not, you know, it may just be for funsies. Ronnie, your so. reaction to the trailer? Uh, same as Paul's. Yeah. You know, it, you, you got to take everything with a grain of salt. Like you guys are saying, you know, Things change from the trailer to what you actually see on screen, and I'm hoping that change comes with just the style of it a little bit, because again, it is quite jarring to see it, and I feel like I'm going to need blue light glasses to watch that movie. (laughs) Don't watch it in 3D. Yeah. No. Don't watch it in any Ds. (laughs) (laughs) And that wraps up the news for this week. Oh, thank God. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to be talking about King's Man... And Kingsman, the Golden Circle. <laughs> now I gotta say it the right way. But first, a quick break. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Ray's Energy Drinks from Rep Sports. Whether you're trying to crush your afternoon workout or just need a little extra pick-me-up, Ray's Energy is just the boost that you're going to need. So if you go to repsports.com and any product that you order, enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout to receive 15% off. Anything that you guys buy from that store helps our network grow, and we fully, fully appreciate everything you guys do. That's MISFIT89 at checkout, repsports.com. All right, we are back, and we are talking about Kingsman, the Secret Service, and Kingsman, <laughs> Golden Circle. Now we're I'm going to overly enunciate all of now it. Now we're all insecure about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, so let's uh, let's start off with just initial thoughts. So I remember, I think we saw this movie in theaters, the first one, and we had no clue about the context or the mm-hmm. comic book aspect of it. Um, we knew that it was, you know, based off a comic. It was from Marv Films, who also did Kick-Ass, um, apparently in the comics, they do have some loose continuity with each yeah, other. I, I, I'll comment on that. Yeah. So we're. I, I know I'm a big fan of King, uh, of Kickass, and mm-hmm. I love Kickass too. Despite what some some people don't, some people do. It's it's an acquired taste, or yeah. just you know. Oh, a, I love it. Yeah, they're they're both great. Not, movies not the for second me. one so much. So that's something I think we should have a, a thing going on with. Sean's here. Oh yeah, <laughs> I producer Sean's in the background. But uh, so Ronnie, initial thoughts on you can do both movies. You can do just one. Your um, dealer's choice. I was completely enamored by the Secret Service. I fell in love with it. To me, it's one of my personal favorites of all time. Um, Why? Well, I I think just the fight sequences and everything. Um, I know you're probably gonna hate this, but I thought it was very well written as well. Um, about to be a Kingsman fight scene in this, yeah, right? <laughs> studio. Oh boy! I, I, I just really enjoyed it. It's one of those movies that I can watch over and over again and not get tired of. As far as the Golden Circle, kind of like with uh, Kick-Ass 2, it's an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. Like It's definitely a step down from the first movie, um, but it's still not like a terrible movie. I still enjoy the second one, but it's nowhere near the uh, first one. Rob? So we're commenting on both? That's what I was Okay. Yeah, All right. I just want to make do, sure. You can do both. Um, you can do one. Okay. You can do the so other. So this week I rewatched both of them and I read the comics, which actually does not take very long. There's only um, 12 comics in the entire series. The first six is the, is the first movie. Um, it's slightly different. I'd say it's probably like 60% close to the comics, um, but there's no Golden Circle comics. Um, in fact, the second set of comics was made after the Golden Circle, and it's actually quite terrible. It's not good at all. Now, that goes back to the first set of comics. It's not great. Um, it's okay. It's like over-the-top James Bond. I have to say, the movie actually improves upon the comics, um, especially that first one. Um, I think it is a very tightly made movie in terms of its action. Um, it's wonderfully cast. I have to say, putting Colin Firth in that mm-hmm. role is brilliant because he, you know, up until this point, he mostly just does a lot of like stuffy British. This drama. is right after yeah. uh, the King's Speech, too. Like, yeah, right around he the does same King's time. Speech. He's done, you know, all sorts of Jane Austen stuff and everything. So to see him in an action role is is strange, but he kills it. He's fantastic. I want to be Colin Firth when I watch this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. absolutely. Um, and uh, Taron Egerton is it Taron? Yeah, Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton, uh, who is isn't he starring in West Side Story this weekend? No, no. Uh, no. You're thinking about. Um, 
Oh, I know who you're talking okay. about. Okay, no, I always mix him. them up. <laughs> He's gonna look that up. Um, but yeah, Taron Egerton is is also a good find. He's enjoyable. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, mostly good, but it's it's a little over the. Here's the problem that I have with the movies is that it doesn't. It's a movie that's way over the top. But it's, uh, Ansel Elgort. An- I always mix up Ansel Elgort and Taron Egerton. Yeah, um, I, that's a common problem. <laughs> it's the last name. Um, but here's the here's the thing that I have with the films. I feel as if both of them could be more tightly edited for script. I feel like there are some times where it just goes on too long. Um, that there are some like I, I will tell you that the second movie. I think you could cut out entire subplots and it would be a better film. Like the entire subplot with him and his his fiance, uh, I don't think is necessary at all. And I think if you cut it, I, it would make a much tighter movie. It just is too self. I'm, I'm going to say my thoughts about right. uh, Princess Tildy. Yeah, I'm, I don't. I'm not feeling that. Well, plot I have at a all. theory about that. So uh, okay, yeah. Um, but I I I will say I thoroughly enjoyed rewatching Kingsman. But there are moments where I'm like I have to look away because I'm just kind of. Board. I like Matt. See, I like Matthew Vaughn, and I love his directing yeah. style. I'll get more into that later. So. Yeah. All right. So let's. We're gonna talk well, about. What about the, you? Uh, same thing. Like I really do. This this movie caught me so off guard. Yeah, I think it, all of we, us did. We didn't know what to expect with it. Um, you know, obviously you have somebody like uh, Colin Firth, who like I knew of, but I didn't know. Um, I didn't even know Sam Jackson was in this movie. Nobody did, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Like, yeah. It. Even the trailers, like the original trailers, really did not show what kind of style this movie was going to have. And this movie, I put in like the same vein as like a Scott Pilgrim or even Kick-Ass to a a lesser degree. It has such a unique style to it. And say what you will about the second one, they really leaned into what worked in the first one to a lot of good effect. You know, even when they recreate the bar scene in the second movie, and they, they go for the comedic aspect of it instead of just purely the action. So... You know, it it it's such a great series, and I'm really excited for the for the new one. But I'm also really worried about it. Like, you know, are they going to go too far into their own style and kind of get locked in their own hubris with it? Mm-hmm. So, well, the early reviews are saying it's tonally all over the place. The, the of Kingsman, yeah. Uh, I can. So I'm I'm a little worried. Yeah, I mean, you got a great cast, and you've got a you know obviously a strong franchise that it's following. So yeah. Well, you know, this movie did. Did well enough that it got a sequel. It, its budget was about ninety-four million. It made four hundred and fourteen million. Yeah, so like it, it did gross. really well. You know the same thing with the second one. The second one had a higher budget of one hundred and four and pulled in four ten. So, like in all honesty, the people like these movies. So I'm I'm curious to see more about them. Yeah, and I'm glad that Matthew Vaughn is still at the head of it. You know, just to look at him for a minute, and he he really hasn't made a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at his director's stuff, you know, he started off with Layer Kick. He was a prodigy of um, Guy Ritchie, uh, who did like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he and did all the Sherlock Holmes movies. <laughs> yes, um, and then he did you know he his first directorial debut was Layer Cake with Daniel Craig, and that was before James Bond. Um, so no one really knew who he was. And then he had Stardust, which is awesome, Kick-Ass, X-Men, X-Men First, First Class. Class. Um, the, and then he's got the three Kingsman movies. Uh, so he, he's a solid director. He, he knows what he's mm-hmm. doing. And he gets better with each movie, too. Except when he was a producer on Fantastic Four. Just a producer. <laughs> Just a producer. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I really wanted him to do – there was a lot of talk about him doing a Superman film. Mm. And as much as I love Zack Snyder and I love Man of Steel and all those movies, I, I understand why people don't. Like right. we, we've had com- thousands of conversations about it, but I think he would have been a really good choice for uh, for a Superman movie because he does fun action. Yeah, Superman needs fun action. He does. Um, I know Matthew Vaughn; they wanted him for for Batman, 
Mm. So mm-hmm. like that was one a conversation, and I just don't see him doing like that kind of like Batman doesn't need funny humor. We've seen what happens when you try and make Batman funny with like Justice League, oh. and it's just like oh, something's definitely bleeding. Sh- shut up, shut up, uh, Ben. Batman's ben. not supposed to be like that. Yeah. So I don't know. Like he he's he's a great director. I really enjoy his stuff. So I would love to see him do more. But um, so let's talk about the cast. Now we've already mentioned some of them, but uh, we're gonna go kind of in depth with it. You got your top billing of Colin Firth as Harry ha- Harry Hart slash Galahad. I love how they're all named after Knights of the Round Table. Yes, <laughs> and I also love how it's not gender specific. Obviously, they are right. the King's Men, but uh, but Ro- Roxy is that her name? Roxy. Roxy. We're gonna talk yeah. about Roxy too. But uh, so Harry is kind of the the not like he's like the. He takes on uh, Eggsy as kind of rep, uh, what's a what's a good word recompense for his own uh, mistakes. Yeah. Did, did I use that? I word have right? no idea what you're trying to I, say. I don't either. Well, like he takes on Eggsy because he feels guilty about what oh, happens. In the oh, beginning. he's trying to yeah. yeah, he's trying to make up for what happened with his father and everything. Yeah. He's trying to. Yeah, so he yeah. has a personal reason, and he also sees this potential Which in is Eggsy. Different than the comics. In the comics, it's his he uncle. is his uncle. Yeah. Yes. And that's the only reason he takes them. Right. Yeah. So he he's fantastic in both these movies. Like they, I was really worried when they said that they were going to bring Harry back for the sequel, and mm-hmm. for the most part it works. But and I that's I, a good way of putting it too. For the most part, I it feel works. like it takes Eggsy back a few steps though. Yeah. And yeah. That, and that's the problem that I run into with it. But he is fantastic in this movie. And Colin Firth obviously kills yeah. it in yeah. uh, the church Award scene. Winner. Well, the church scene is is perfect not just for the action set piece but also right before when he's trying to leave and the lady's like oh, well, where yeah. are you trying to go yeah. he's like and he goes into a diatribe <laughs> where he's just listing all the things that could possibly offend oh, them yeah. enough for them to let him leave yeah he is a great actor yeah. um he uh lost my train of thought never mind go on ronnie any <laughs> thoughts on any other thoughts on harry and colin firth as harry hart no i think uh you know kind of hit it right on the nose you know i don't I'm say to... that in front of rob ow <laughs> You know, like it, it, when I'm looking at the cast, I'm looking at who could replace this person. If there's someone I could think of that could replace this person, this person didn't do a good enough job. But for him, I think it was a perfect casting. I don't think yeah. you could replace Colin Firth with anyone to make it better. Mm-hmm. I, I like the explanation that they had for bringing him back in the second one because that made sense. Like it was in Kentucky. This the you know the statesmen are in Kentucky. Yeah. They got there quickly and, and had this nano technology whatever the nano gel yeah which is great i actually thought that worked really really well what i didn't think work was that um they spent so much time with him in his recovery of his mind like i like i thought the when he swings the beer bottle and misses was great i thought that was that very scene funny is fantastic. Yeah. yeah and he just gets his ass kicked in the bar and i love it even more because they're sitting there and whiskey's fighting, and they're just they're yeah. doing exposition, and you just see like the guy go flying in the background. I love stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, it's that one's done really well. But I think at that point, then they should have gone to where it's only the occasional thing. Uh, it's not every you know, and they never really yeah. give it full resolution. No. It's just only gone. Yeah, so, I thought they stretched that out way too long. A little bit, but uh, talking about. Uh, we're going in cast order, I guess, for the first one. So Samuel L. Jackson as Richmond Valentine comes up next. Basically, I'm sure they were like. Sam, here's the general script. Yeah. You do what you want with yeah. it. Yeah. I know the lisp was his idea. The lisp was his idea. I'm sure he had input on like the style because apparently Samuel L. Jackson has a clause in all of his contracts where he gets to pick the hairstyle of his characters. <laughs> and that's true. Good like for him. There's a, a movie good. that he did called Black, uh, Black Snake Moan with uh, Oh, Christina. I've seen that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Weird movie. Yeah. But he was the one who designed like he's like, this is the hair I want. Oh, wow. So 
Uh, thoughts on Richmond Valentine? Rob, we'll let you go first. Uh it, it works. Um, it actually is fairly accurate from the um, comics where it's this guy who is kind of... See, in the comics, they do it a little bit different where he's celebrity-obsessed instead of, like, um, professor and, and intelligence-obsessed. So, actually, it's very, very funny. At the beginning of the comics, they show him and his henchmen kidnapping various celebrities, and the first celebrity they capture... Mark Hamill. Love it. Which, <laughs> which then That's to see funny. him in the movie as playing a professor, I thought that was a great nod to the comic book. Um, he's good. Like he is, he does have in the comics that sort of disgust of blood that he can't stand looking at it and everything, but he uh, yet wants to kill everybody in the world. Yeah. Um, he plays it really well. And, and Sam, Sam Jackson plays it over the top, but not excessively so. So I, I thought it completely well, worked. Well, they have the great scene of him and, and Harry where they're talking about the James Bond movies and yeah, how they yeah. both kind of conflict and how they, because they are those tropes, yeah. but they want to be the other trope and like how they like the other person better. Like, you know, give me a old fashioned megalomaniac any day. Yeah. Like, it's just such a great. Um, oh, and they say this is not that movie. Yeah. yeah they, they they poke fun at the James Bond franchise a lot in this and in, in all good fun, too. It's a nice parody of the James Bond franchise without going over the top into something like, you know, those parody movies. Yeah. So it's homage. 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 Uh, Ronnie, thoughts on Richmond Valentine? <coughs> really? You gotta do it <laughs> like make off. I made um, Rob go first. <laughs> <laughs> no, um it, I don't know. I I didn't really like the character. Um you know, it, it didn't he wasn't like your big bad. Like I felt like there was nothing like truly evil. Like you about could beat him, him up in a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean who can I? But still. Easy. <laughs> me. Come at me, bro. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Who? The Rock. <laughs> oh, that guy? Yeah, that guy. Um, no, I mean, I don't know. It, it just did not do anything for me. It, it's a character that could have easily not have been in there. Um, and then, I don't know, I feel like it was a step down for Samuel L. Jackson. Hmm. Really? To be on- yeah. Wow. Okay. To, to be honest with you, he's like, he's like all the way up there, right? He When you think of actors... In careers and everything, like he's up there and in, in the top. So what yeah, are those, his more iconic? Those Capital roles One commercials are really killing it. <laughs> <laughs> so what are his iconic roles in your brain? Star Wars, really? Mace Windu? You drop a Mace Windu? <laughs> what? I, I thought you was gonna go like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Well, that's Nick the Fury. obvious one. Pulp Fiction okay. is the obvious one. Um, but no, I just I don't know. It just did not do it for me. I I actually gotta sort of agree with Ronnie a little bit. I, like he does work for me though, and I think he blends, but I don't think he stands out. And I think I like that too that he doesn't fully yeah. stand out. Like he doesn't dominate any scene. Like in a, the scene with Colin Firth when they're eating the McDonald's, it works because neither one of them is bigger than the other. They they know how to yeah. do a good give and take. Yeah. Uh, going down the list, so we have Mark Strong as Merlin who. At least he got his moment in the second one. I loved Merlin. I thought yeah, he was yeah. a really cool character. Um, and I love the the whole idea of them testing them throughout the entire uh, – like because basically the movie's broken up into three parts. It's right. the intro where you get introduced to all these characters. Then the middle of the movie is basically the training montage. Mm-hmm. And you don't, they never tell you how long it actually takes, I don't think. But yeah. it, you know, I would say at least six to 12 months. Um, and then it ends the training montage, and then it starts the third act where it's you know all right we gotta save the world now. Yeah. So most of the movie is spent with Eggsy, the rest of the Kingsman recruits, and Merlin because mm-hmm. Harry's in a coma right. for for that entire time, and then you don't really see Michael Caine as uh 
what who's he play? Uh, Chester King slash yeah, Arthur right. for most he's, of this. He's Michael Caine is directly ripped from the comic, but yeah, the, the comic is a lot. I I would say out of the six issues of the comic, the first one is just introducing to Eggsy and his horrible situation in life, and then issues like two through five are all about training. Yeah, like the plot is very limited to just like five, half of five and six. Mm-hmm. So you know. The training montage is a lot of fun, and you get to learn a lot about these characters. Merlin doesn't have a lot to do in this movie. He definitely gets his meat and potatoes in the next movie. Yeah, the golden um, Because I, I think that was intentional. Like they were like people really liked Merlin, and obviously Mark Strong's fantastic. Oh yeah, so he, he's and, amazing at everything yeah. he does. And it was a nice change of pace for him. He's yes. always like the bad guy. I, I think, and, and when, now he's a good guy, and it's like, wait, I, no, you're supposed to be a bad guy. You're like, I, to be honest with you, the whole time, I was just I'm sitting there going. All right, he's the bad guy of this. He's the bad guy. He's yeah. the bad guy. And no, no, it, it was refreshing that he ended up yeah. being like the best of them. Yeah. yeah. So we we all agree. We really like Mark Strong as Merlin. Yes. But I think one of the best scenes is the parachute scene where yes. they, they tell him that one of you, because you do find out that all of these tests are actually rigged. Yeah. Right? And they're not designed to for anybody to actually get hurt or die. They're designed to, to reveal character. And, you know, like, th- he calls Eggsy out, and he's like, dude, like, you need to take the chip off your shoulder. And he opens up the par- – that's a great scene. Yeah. And then, obviously, when Harry explains everything to, to Eggsy later, it has even more context where it's like, you know, the lady who, who drowned in the beginning, she works in our tech department. Like, all yeah. these things. It, and it, it's just a great idea and, and greatly executed. Since we're talking about the training, here's a problem that I have with the film as a whole. It came right after X-Men First Class, which is essentially almost the same movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With mutants. Yeah. yeah. It I mean, is very still similar. The, the gathering them together, the training, the going out on their first mission. And I'm, I'm, I was surprised Matthew Vaughn followed it up so similarly like this. I mean, it's definitely... I. I, it's a different kind of movie, and both are great and stand on their own, but there's so many similarities between the two of them. Yeah. We got to do an X-Men. Uh, first class one. Did we do an X-Men? We did it. I think we, we did, did an overall we X-Men. We did an X-Men. Yeah. Overall X-Men, yeah. When they, when they announced the new X-Men. He, he yeah. was supposed to direct Days of Future Past, too. Yeah. And when then turned Brian it down. Singer. Right. Yeah, and Brian Singer came back. Uh, we have Taron Egerton as Gary Eggsy Unwin. They never actually say his first name. It's only It's like written on a file somewhere yeah. in this movie. Which is the opposite of the comics, because he's referred to as Gary almost throughout the entire comics. So like, strange. Very few call him Eggsy. Eggy? Huh. No, Eggsy. Eggsy. <laughs> so it's weird, because he's arguably the star of the movie, mm-hmm. but he's never the star of the movie. No. I, I do enjoy... Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, this is my first time seeing Taron Egerton, and he he's great, and I do enjoy him yeah. in this film. Um, and I've seen him in a couple of other things. He's he's got some chops. Yeah, like he's, I, he's, yeah. I've never seen it, but it, maybe you have Rocket Man when he played it's Elton on, John. It's on the DVR it upstairs. Is, yeah. Phenomenal, really? really phenomenal. Yes, and he he plays Elton John. He plays it, Elton and John. I think he got who was in the second nominated. Movie. Yeah, I think yeah. he got Academy Award nominated. Yeah, because he doesn't yeah. have <laughs> a whole lot under his belt. No, in fact, I have it up here. You got to hear this. Um, he's done so far. Like there wasn't really all that much until Kingsman. That was his big yeah. one. Yeah, and then he did Eddie the Eagle uh, with mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman. I believe that yep, was. Yep. Um, and then he he had a Robin Hood. They really tried there, yeah. to, to make Robin Hood a Rocket thing. Man. But wait, it gets better. He's also in here is upcoming film Tetris. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> God, so yep. dumb. Yep. I will say he's doing he's he's Seymour Krellborn in Little Shop of Horrors, which is a rumor right now. And if that pans out, he'd be fantastic as mm. that. I love Little Shop of Horrors, and he he would nail that role. Yeah, so he's he's one of those actors to watch. I follow him on social media. He's just like he seems like a really cool dude and just yeah. like a chill guy. So I really enjoy his work in the, in these movies. 
And that's why, like, in the sequel, they make it seem like he's not coming back. Yeah. So, but apparently he is, which we're very excited about. Uh, we have Sophie Sophie Cookson as Roxy. I really liked Roxy. Mm-hmm. She was great, and I hated they did her so dirty in the second they movie. Did. Oh yeah. They did her like to bring her back for literally for no reason a yeah. scene and a half, and and to put Michael Gambon in there as the head of the Kingsmen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause he's a, a really accomplished actor and then they killed him off like right away. See that I get like that is a mo- almost like a cameo joke type right. thing, which yeah. movies are famous for doing. Right. Yeah. But um, like to, she was so good in this movie and I really yeah. enjoyed it cause she earned her spot. Like she, she fires the gun at the dog at the end yeah. of, right. of their training. Like she does it and just, you know, she, she was capable. She was talented. She was smart. She was like, and there was never that, that tension between her and Eggsy, no. they were just like mutually respected friends. Yep. And I, I find that Hollywood is really lacking in those platonic friendships. You know, even like Shang-Chi was, was, did we well talked, with we that. talked about yeah. Shang-Chi with yep. that, but even that, even that there were times where yeah, they're like, uh, like will they, won't they? But like, um, producer Melanie loves friends. Friends was on when we were, when we got here yeah. and you know, you're watching friends and the whole idea is they're all hooking up with each other. And yeah. I'm like, they've that, they've all slept with one another at some point. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that's, I, I look around my friend group and it's Life mostly dudes and I don't way. want that. <laughs> but um, it, it's it's just the way the media has always been. Whenever there's an attractive male and an attractive female, you know, Ronnie and I used to watch Riverdale, another yep. you know comic book property that they took a lot of liberties with. Oh yeah. But like the whole thing was like everybody was with well, everybody sex. else and oh, really? like, like Archie yeah. was hooking up with uh, Archie was with Veronica and now Marilyn. he's with Betty, which is in line with the comics. But did like, he ever get with Jughead? What, probably. <laughs> One no, one dr- it's the CW, so probably. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, I really enjoyed her character. And I was really upset when they uh, took her out. And then uh, these these next ones are just kind of like the. Actually, I do want to talk Sophia Butella as Gazelle. Is that the uh, the Blade the, the Runner with the Blade Runner? <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty good. This was my Spot first on. movie that I saw her in, and I really do enjoy. What's her name? Sophia Butella. I want to say. I hope I'm saying that right. You are. Like yeah. I, I. There she is. Yeah, what she's been. Uh, she was in. Uh, oh, what was the movie with uh, Atomic Blonde? Okay, oh, yes. yeah. yeah, which is a solid movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. She she was the Mummy and the Mummy reboot, which you know. Oh, she so, was in Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, she's been in a couple of things, and I really enjoy her in this movie. She's got like just like, she's Ooh. very unnerving the whole time, and you know because those those the prosthetics are are CGI, they're not real, right? Yeah. So you know somebody's sitting there going, "Wow, that's really impressive," <laughs> but she was she was fun in this movie and a good a good henchman. She yeah. was always the henchman that was scarier than the boss. Yeah. Which I always enjoyed. Almost like Jaws. I think she was scary. Yeah, I think she was. I think she was like sort of the Jaws and Moonraker kind yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, and if you guys want to hear more James Bond, we just did a whole series on Cinematic Adventures. Woo-hoo. Like, comment, subscribe. But anyway. Uh, we also <laughs> shameless plug. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. It's our, it's our network. We're fine. <laughs> we have uh, Mark Hamill does his cameo as Professor Arnold. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Davenport as Lancelot. So he's uh, the Kingsman agent that gets killed in the beginning. That that scene sets the tone for the movie, though. Yeah. When he comes oh, in and yeah. he just wrecks everybody and, you know, with the, the booze and all that. That's that's actually very accurate to the um, comics. Well, actually, in the comics, he's the one who's rescuing Mark Hamill, and he so they ski down a slope, and Mark Hamill's freaking out, like, "What are we gonna do?" And he's like, "Calm down, I've done this a million times." And they go off the hill, and he goes to hit the parachute, and it doesn't open, and they both die. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Instead, in this movie, he gets cut in half, right? <laughs> Viciously. Oh yeah. Uh, we have Edward. and then sewn back together. 
What? And then he get they sew him oh, back yeah, for, together. for the funeral, yes. Uh, we have Edward Hallcroft as Charlie. Now, Charlie, we don't think we're ever going to see again after this Charlie, movie. no. And he's the, uh, like the rival agent trainee for, for yeah. Eggsy, and yeah. he makes it to the final three, and then he cries like a little bitch. I like that <laughs> they bring him back for the second movie, but I think yeah. they overuse him in the second movie. I think there's a lot of good moments between the two of them, though, because he's... Well, my, my, my thing is with Eggsy and, and Charlie, especially in this movie, it's it's a conflict of class and ideology and upbringing mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And it comes, no pun intended, it comes full circle in the next movie mm-hmm. where, like, Eggsy is literally like, you know, I could have been you and you could have been, like, yeah. just the yeah. comparison, like, you know, it's not who I was beforehand that makes me a gentleman and all that stuff. So it, it's, they have some good moments, but yeah, I, I can yeah, see him. He's, be- I think because he's a bland character and a bland actor and he doesn't do anything for me in the second one. I liked him in the opening scene in the yes, second one. very like, much in, so. In the taxi scene and then... Uh, I wish they had sort of ended it there. They could have, but I do like him at the end when they do have their fight and it's just fun and just silly mm. and just, he should be dead. Like, <laughs> Eggsy should be dead so many times in this movie. But, uh, and then we have some of the more like the C-list in here. We have uh, Rufus, Dean. Uh, Dean's like the mom's boyfriend. Rufus is one of his friends, is one of Eggsy's friends, I think. But uh, we have Mrs. Unwin, Michelle Unwin, and then Michael Caine as, Charles, as Chester King, who, he's in it, you know, it's, it's Michael Caine, so he's yeah, not Michael bad. Michael Caine's in a the movie. Then he turns out to be it's the Alfred. bad guy. Yeah, he turns out to be the bad guy. So that's really the first one. Do we want to do a Star City? Oh, we also have uh, Princess Tildy. She's not even on the cast list. She's not even well, on the cast list. Well, because she doesn't, Really have a yeah, she's, important she's role. only got like three Hannah scenes. Alstrom yeah. as Crown Princess Tildy. It's more the second one we see her. Yeah, we which got, as a mistake. I don't know. I like the dinner scene. The dinner scene is pretty funny. I think it should have been with a different character, though. That's fair. We'll talk yeah. about that in a second, though. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. do. I, I do want to bring up that this movie does have a little bit of controversy for uh, for Princess Tildy, where uh, she promises him a very specific Some sexual encounter, al- alternative sexually uh, explicit uh, instructions. Yes, for uh, if he saves the world. But it is a great like. I'll be right back. <laughs> but um, yeah. So apparently, this movie does have a little bit of controversy for for that, yeah. which is ironic because. The church scene, nobody bats an eyelash at. I think because they're, and I was because wa- they were all racist. Yes, so it's okay. that's that's exactly what it is. I was watching that, knowing that they're all going to get slaughtered, and thinking, okay, you know, because they're they're based off of I forget the name of that the, other the church. white Baptist. Is uh, that what it is? Something or other? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's just all about hate and everything, um, and, and they're anti-abortion, and, and they're like they're hor- horrific people in general, but regardless of their beliefs. And I'm watching them being set up, and they're promoting so much. <laughs> Much hatred and so much racism and I'm like okay we the audience are buying into their slaughter the because they are completely uh, horrible people so we're okay when they die yeah it's like uh, it's like watching World War II movies and watching Nazis get blown away it's okay Captain America kills Nazis like yeah. that's okay yes. and Indiana Jones yeah. same but thing but God They're forbid Nazis. God forbid Captain America kills somebody nowadays yeah. you can't do that oh I love the Joker's line in The Dark Knight he says you know it's nobody bats, about, an eye. nobody bats an eye because it's all part of the plan. But tell them that one little mayor is going to die and everyone loses their mind. Yep. <laughs> but uh, Star City ratings for Kingsman, the Secret Service. I'm going to go first. I'm going to give it a four. It is a solid, solid mm-hmm. movie. A good time. A great start to this franchise. It 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 introduces a, a great style of storytelling and visual storytelling, and it, it's so unique in in a in a world where. Comic book movies are the saturation. Like we we could say it. There's there's so many comic book movies, and this was during that time where they were trying to find 
the non-mainstream ones that worked and this one really worked and i i put it next to like my scott pilgrims my kick-ass yeah. like all that stuff where it's not marvel and dc which we love but it's still just a really good time yeah um i'll go next Ronnie, they're both looking at me <laughs> that's how we do it um I'm going to agree. I give this movie a four. Um, it's solid all around. Um, you know, I do realize the flaws that are in the movie. Um, but I think the good outweighs the bad in this scenario. And again, just the church scene, all the fight scenes as well in this movie are phenomenal. Um, and then the fact that this movie can blow up an actor like it has for Taron Egerton just adds it just a little bit more to it. So I'd go with a four. Okay. I actually agree completely with, with you as on four. Um, I don't think we've ever... No, we've never had yeah, this sort it's of... It's very rare. Yeah. It's, it's a very solid movie. It's not a perfect movie. Um, it's got its flaws. I think there are some pacing issues to it. I think some scenes go on a little too long. I think... Uh, some characters could be tightened up a little bit. Um, I think there's some parts that are not wholly original. Like it, it definitely hits all those beats of like you know gathering of the the, the plebes and, and yeah. you know, putting them through a training and then their first mission. Like I think that's very <laughs> cliche, but I think Mark uh, Matt Vaughn works well within that structure um, and he develops you know and then he realizes I can make these amazing action scenes. And if I spend a bunch of time this week watching uh, YouTube videos about how Matthew Vaughn um, shoots his scene, his action scenes. And it's really cool like watching camera tilts because when an action goes one way, the camera tilts the opposite way, which makes it even like more dizzying. And he'll also take out a couple frames right before somebody gets hit. So that way it looks like the impact is stronger. And I think that's like really cool to watch too yeah. in, in there, especially in that church scene. Um, it's w really well cast. It's a solid four. All right. So we're going to talk very briefly on the sequel, Kingsman. The Golden Circle. Um, we'll talk about some of the returning cast and just some of the things that worked, some of the things that didn't, and then we'll talk a little bit about where we want this franchise to go. So Colin Firth does come back as Harry Hart. We did mention that... Um, so we find out that he survived the first movie because the Statesman intervenes, and they, they took him back. And apparently, when they use this healing gel, it causes some brain damage, and the person has to be snapped back in. And because they don't know who Harry is, they don't know how to snap him back to reality. Mm -hmm. uh, Ronnie, what did you think about the return of Harry in this movie? So I, I didn't like it, but at the same time, I loved it. I, I think just, just the scene of him in like the little room, like being all out of it and everything. Butterflies. And the, yeah. Right. The butterfly scenes and everything like, Ooh, you know, I, I thought it was well done, but I would have been okay if he didn't come back, though. Rob? Uh, I, I Initially, I was like, oh, why are they? They're just retreading old ground here. But his comeback does make sense. I like that the idea that the statesmen are in Kentucky and they're right there and they sense something going on, so they come and they save him. Um, and, like, it logically doesn't take any huge leaps, which I liked a lot. Um, the the trying to snap him back and it's fine and everything and I love that scene where he just you know again gets his ass handed to him in the bar which is hysterical mm -hmm. but then I think it just goes on for way too long with the butterflies and the, you know whether we can trust him or not and and is he of the right mind I wish they had resolved that much quicker I would argue that I wish they had actually made it so that he wasn't trustworthy because mm -hmm. eventually like basically there's a scene where he ends up shooting whiskey right and yes. it's like well he was gonna betray us how do you know like 
and they, they build this this kind of mistrust. It turns out that Whiskey was going to, but I think it would have been even more ballsy if they had actually made Harry kind of not not necessarily a bad guy, but just like broken. Right. Yeah. But because they they just resolve it, like they after that right. scene, they never address the butterfly thing again. Like he's able to to oh, yeah, fight yeah. with Eggsy, uh, which is a great scene, you know, with the the Elton John music yeah. like Wednesday, and he's like, "What day is it? It's Wednesday." <laughs> so like they they just drop it completely. So that that's really my only issue with it. Like they they just were like, "Oh, he's fine now. He's go. Okay. He's fine." The butterflies don't last that long. Uh, going down the list, we have Julianne Moore as the bad guy, Poppy Adams, a drug dealer with a heart of gold. Because golden circle uh, on top of their heart. Okay, 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 I'll just yeah. I'll see myself out. Whoever wants to host now, um, I'll take over. So Julianne Moore is. I think she's great here. I think she does a good job. I think she's just not given enough to do. Um, she's terrifying in this movie. She though. is. I, I I love the character she created, but then they have to do something with that character. She makes a guy eat another guy. I know. Yeah, but I just. It doesn't come to anything with her by the end, and I, I, I really wish that we had seen some sort of arc for her. Yeah, I mean, basically, she's just, I sell drugs, and I wanted to make it a business, so I'm yeah. going to kill all the drug right. people. You, yeah. you know you know what kind of vibe I got from this? What's that? You're going to love this. Okay. Poppy from Fire It Up, all growing up. Oh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That's right? funny. That's actually really funny. <laughs> if anybody here has seen Fired Up. But um, yeah, she's she's a great villain. She's a good villain. Like she's got her own style. She's unique. Yeah. Um, it's rare when the when the villain is more terrifying than the henchman, which we said was the opposite in the first, first movie. One. Yeah. Um, you know, and she has she has a plan and she has this motive and it works until until the president of the United States is like, I'm gonna get rid of all the drugs. I win. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh no, I can't pay your ransom. Sorry. So very interesting. They I do like for this movie though. What bothers me is they make even like hardcore drugs very casual like his friend is doing meth in the living room yeah like not say what you will about recreational weed and you know especially in the united states where most states in new york and you know connecticut yeah. where in, in our area they, it's legal and whatever as long as you use it safely and responsibly who cares yep. but like again the dude's doing meth in the living room of his buddy yeah and yeah. they're like well we don't want this guy to die like it, it's very strange how they make that so okay. That that just never really sat well with me. Yeah. But uh, going down the list, Taron Egerton returns as uh, as Eggsy. He's more experienced. He's kind of like the, the leader. Not almost. even the leader, but he's like just much, like I said, much more experienced, much more confident. Yeah. And he does, him and Merlin are the only survivors of the Kingsman Massacre, which is yep. also very interesting. I love the scene of them drinking the whiskey. Oh, yeah. And then Merlin's like crying. Should we do one for JB? I think so. And they pour another <laughs> one. Uh, so we, as we mentioned, Mark Strong comes back. So what did you guys think about? Because Eggsy and, and Merlin are kind of the, the yeah. focal points. It's it's nice to see them having so many adventures where they, also they mutually respect each other. It's not Merlin yeah. being like the teacher and, you know, Eggsy being the student. Uh Thoughts on Eggsy or Merlin, or Eggsy, or Eggsy and Merlin? I think Merlin goes out too soon. It's the end of the movie. It, yeah, but like he's <laughs> finally brought on a mission. He gets all dressed up. He takes one step, and he's done. Well, he, he Eggsy takes the step. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's just I, he didn't get to do any action. I would have loved to have seen. You know, if they could put Colin Firth as an action star, they could make Mark Strong an action star. Oh, you know, I've seen oh, Shazam. Yeah. So, but I, I just wish he had 
maybe just like two minutes of fighting and then take him out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I agree. I, w- I would have loved to see him fight, but the way he went out, I thought was a good way oh, to go Oh, it's great. Out. You know, I, but again, he could always want- sing. I want him to sing more. <laughs> <laughs> but also just like, all right, have the guy fight for two minutes and then make him save Eggsy yeah. or something. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It could have. It, it definitely could have been done a little bit better. Uh, so new cast members. We got and Hallie. This is where the problem comes in. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Halle Berry as Ginger Ale. Not with Halle Berry. I know. That's why I got yeah. really concerned because I was no, like, Halle the, Berry. The problem now is all of these new cast members. It's sort of like, hey, Matthew Vaughn made a great first movie. Let's see how many big stars we can put in the second one. And it's a lot. So Halle Berry <laughs> as Ginger Ale, who's basically the uh, the statesman equivalent of Merlin. And same yep. thing. She wants to do field work. She doesn't always want to be stuck in the lab. Um, she's an interesting character, and I love the scene where she snaps uh, whiskey back into, uh, like, into his uh, normal state, and she like shows him the picture of his wife, and yeah, it's yeah. and like you can see she doesn't want to do it, but um, it's I, I find her interesting, but she's not given a whole no, lot. No, she's do. very two dimensional to she me. She is the, tech support. Yeah, she's she's almost eye candy to a point. Yeah. 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 Arguably. Uh, we got Pedro Pascal, uh, the Mandalorian himself, as yeah. Jack Daniels slash Agent Whiskey. <laughs> I really like him in this movie. I'm sorry. Like, I hate to say it. Like, he's, he's, he steals the scenes that he's in. Oh, you go. Oh, we're no, on, no, no. Ronnie and I are eyeing each other. Go ahead. Because I, I think I was, we're going to have a fight. Ronnie? Why? Go ahead. I, no, I was looking at your reaction, and I know I, based off of your reaction, <laughs> you did not like him at all. That's not true, actually. Oh. Carry on. Because I was gonna, because for me there won't be a fight because I have to agree with Paul. So Halle Berry is <laughs> so. ginger ale. Okay, so you first. All right, no, I I do like Pedro Pascal as Agent Whiskey. Um, I I thought the character was done great. Again, to your point before though, there's a lot of new and uselessness yeah. to to a lot of the new characters. He's got a lot. So can I finish? Sorry, but I thought he was a great new addition. You, you, okay, you, you, you're done now. I'm, I'm Carry on, Ronnie. <laughs> no, no, that, no, that, that was, was it. That was his oh, okay. Period. So I'm <laughs> going to agree. Point. He is a great new addition. I think they way overuse him, though. I think that they like to give him his own story, like because that's what essentially they do in this film. They give him his own story, leading all the way up to the end. I wish they had cut out that middle part. Uh, where he is at the cabin. I don't think he belonged at the cabin. I think his reveal should have come much, much sooner. And then he would have been, then he would have been uh, a big reveal. Then he would have been like sort of one of the last bosses at the end there. The I, final boss. I do yeah. like, though, how they made him a bad guy without being on the bad guy's team. Like it wasn't like yeah. he was actually secretly working with Poppy this whole time. It was right. more just like Selfishness. that he was there and he just happened to agree with her so i i thought that was a fun a fun kind of change in the usual trope where it could have easily been like oh he's been working with her the whole time no he's because his wife was killed in a bad drug deal i think because we've got we've got plot threads of poppy of channing tatum's character of pedro pascal's character of Eggsy's character see i'll I'll argue that that channing tatum's character was just to set up a sequel. And and I would agree that I think Channing Tatum is perfectly used in this. Like that's he's, the he's amount funny. Oh, yeah. that's the amount Pedro Pascal should have been used in this. So it's so talking about Channing Tatum as Agent Tequila, he was hilarious oh in my this God. movie. Oh, yes. he, st- he 
Very few actors steal the scenes when they're in this movie, but he he, he managed. He's only yeah. in three scenes yeah. in this yeah. entire movie. He's in the intro where he beats the tar out of them, and he's gonna light them on fire. Yeah, yeah. like dark and then you know the, the scene of him dancing when he's oh all my like God, he's it, such a good comic actor mm-hmm. say what you will about Channing Tatum and like how his career started but where it is now like 21 Jump Street yeah. and 22 Jump yeah. Street and then a free guy like he he was Magic great. Mike and everything yeah yep. and even Magic Mike I, I think I saw the first one I, I saw the first one. He's fantastic. Yeah, and he and he's funny. Like yeah. he's he's just got really good comedic timing. So I'm glad he he was able to work. Elton John cameos as himself. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. This, it should have been a one note joke here and there, and then gone. The fact that he is in it so much, I have huge huge problems with. So you heard it here first. Uh, Rob does not like Elton John. I, I think it's, it's a funny joke to see Elton John there and to see him like in that scene where he is getting the antidote and then screaming oh, obscenities. Hysterical. Then cut everything else after that with Elton John up until the very, very end. I, I do like how they bring, bring back the joke of saving the world. If I save yeah. the world, can I get can I get tickets to your next concert? Tom, you save the world, you get backstage. A little tongue in cheek. That's funny. Yeah, a little tongue in cheek. But no, I, I like that scene where he like kicks the other henchmen. He beats the up air. the two henchmen, yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's that's dumb. I do like when he saves um when he sticks his face in front of the dog. Dogs. Oh, yeah. that's hysterical. That was funny. That should have been the big joke right there yeah. and then end it with Elton John. With Benny and the Jet? Yeah. I, Benny and Jet. That's the name of the dogs. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. I don't think I noticed Benny that. Yep. <laughs> Benny and Jet. Uh we got Jeff Bridges as Champ, the head of the statesman. Mm-hmm. He he's he Wasted. does He's wasted, but he like he does what he's supposed to do. Very, yeah, very right. similar to Michael Caine in the first movie. But he's just I, I I think I'm getting tired of Jeff Bridges because he's doing his old western shtick. Yeah, and he keeps mm-hmm. doing that in so many movies. At least like in this movie, he had like a fun quirk where he's completely sober, but yeah. he own, like yeah. he's the owner of this distillery, and like every time he takes like a drink or something, he smells the the whiskey like or whatever or yeah, what is it? Whiskey, bourbon, whatever. Uh, whiskey, whiskey. Yeah. So like it, you know, for him, I thought that was a nice little. Or, or is it? Now it's now I'm now it's I'm thinking it's Kentucky bourbon. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> it's Kentucky-based bourbon. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, we have Edward Holcroft returning as Charlie, who we we mentioned. He's there. Mm-hmm. He's um he's a fun foil for Eggsy because it's you know the whole point of the first movie was the nature versus nurture and upbringing versus just general personage like the qualities of that person. Uh, yeah, I panicked. <laughs> Made up words. You would get an A in my class. It's, we're, we're almost in an hour, guys. I have another podcast to do after this. Um, uh, we have Edward. Oh, I just mentioned him. We have Hannah Alstrom returning as Tildy. My problem with them bringing back Tildy was because it seems like they only did it to make the last scene of the first movie okay. And that's always going to be That in could the have back been just a mind. throwaway line of like, oh, yeah, we tried it. It didn't work out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Gone. In all honesty, like I, I have no problem with like this the secret agent James Bond type having a significant other. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it just it felt so forced and so like, do we really yeah. need this? I felt everything about her should have been cut because listen, you know, think about this. I already was complaining that the first Kingsman was too long. It's two hours and nine minutes. The second one is two hours and twenty one minutes. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's way long. It should have been twenty minutes. Should have been cut easily. And I think the entire plot with her and her family should be cut. I also think all of the stuff of what's his name, Peter, Peter the one from the uh, old Kingsman that with the hand. Hmm? 
The one that we were just talking about. Charlie. Charlie. Charlie, Charlie Peter, whatever. Um, <laughs> Not even Charlie. Charlie, I nope. think he, like his whole, he's got a whole plot about him and his girlfriend and how Eggsy needs to plant something on her. Put a bug on her. Totally yeah. cut that. Not necessary. None of it is. Stick to the main plot. Pare it down. It would have been a much tighter movie. I agreed. But uh, speaking of which, we also have Sophie Cookson returning as Roxy for one scene. Yep. What a waste terrible terrible waste of her character and it's one of the few things that, I mean they killed JB in this movie but I'm more upset that she's not in this movie more mm-hmm. like that that's how impactful that was and just how like if anybody would have survived a Kingsman attack it would have been it would have been her not Eggsy yeah. as much yeah. as I like Eggsy that's just the way that it was uh, some other actors we have uh, Bruce Greenwood as the president of the United States I don't mention who he is but we all kind of have ideas of what yeah. he's supposed to be Clinton I don't think he's Clinton I think it's more like a George Bush Oh, okay. Kind of parody, and you know, Bruce Greenwood has played the president in so many movies. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Emily Watson as the chief of staff. That's a waste. Yeah, she's an yeah. amazing actress, and, uh, and I don't know why they put them all in cages in a stadium because they're all just gonna die. So, so why they, do they, they have made, to be in cages? Because they made it seem like it was a treatment center, like they were gonna get treated. So they just why couldn't they just herd them up together? Why do they have to be separated from one another? Because it has to look cool aesthetically. <laughs> Rule of cool. Because when when like you when you go to the doctor's office, you're by yourself in the room to get your shots. You don't get ca- you thing. don't go in the cage at your doctor's office. <laughs> Weird. That's so strange. Uh, Michael Gammon is Arthur, who's only in also. Which one that's scene. fine. It's a cameo. Yeah. He, yeah, he has a good end. But um, yeah, I mean that's pretty much the entire cast. There's some other like small like you know Sam Sam Jackson and Sophia Batella return in archive footage. Uh, Eggsy's friends come back. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Eggsy's mom. I don't. I think she. Does she die in this? Hexy's mom? I don't remember. Because what you find out is that Charlie's uh, robot hand actually hacked the entire right. series yeah. system in the front in the beginning. And Merlin only survived because he's the only one who's completely unlisted. He does the programming. Yeah. So you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Hexy's mom is dead too. I don't yeah. remember though. I feel like she is. Oh, no. Maybe she was there. Maybe she was at the wedding. Because Eggsy does get married. Yep. Uh, they do rebuild uh, Statesman at the end. Or, excuse me, Kingsman. Kingsman. With uh, Channing Tatum now joining that yeah, side. Yeah. like Almost as like a liaison. So it's uh, it, it's not a bad movie. It, no. It really isn't. It's just problematic for me. It's mm-hmm. just... Yeah. There, there's some weird choices and just... I don't and that's know. What I'm, that's why I'm worried about this new movie. Yeah, because I'm like I, I don't mm-hmm. know if they learned their lessons from that one because yeah. it actually made I think the, almost the same amount of money as the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you guys want to do Star City ratings for Gold yeah. Circle? Sure. I'm gonna give it a three and a half. It's not nearly as good as the first one. It's still a good time, and if you like the first one, you're going to enjoy for the most part the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a movie that would be like, oh, just watch the second one, you'll be fine. Right. Like you, you gotta, you yeah. gotta enjoy the first one to really enjoy the second one. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go next? I'll, I'll go. All right. Um, I'm actually go. going to agree with your three and a half. Um, <laughs> we didn't plan this. No, no. And I already had it. Sugar in my, I, I had I it. In, nope, no pressure, Ronnie. <laughs> no, I already had it in my brain of what I wanted for this because I, I. It is. It's a solid. It's. It's. It's not. The the parts of it don't add up to the whole the way the first one does. Like mm-hmm. I will say, like that opening sequence in the traffic, uh, the action scene is just breathtaking and brilliant. I have rewatched that sequence numerous, numerous times because it's just so beautifully executed and, it, and it's so cool. Like, the pacing is so tight. Um, after that, I don't know if there's many action sequences in it that I think are as strong. Uh, I think that the ending set piece is a good time Yeah. Uh, to Elton John's uh, Saturday Night's Remain. Yeah. 
I think it's okay for that one. That one reminded me of um, Desperado uh, with the. Uh, Love it. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's, it doesn't. Like, I like the characters. I think they're just not given enough. I think the whole movie needs about 20 minutes cut from it. And uh, it's got a lot of good ideas. And it's a movie where I. See, the first one I could easily rewatch. No problem. The second one. I would rewatch, but I would walk away in parts to do something else and then come back because this part is on. So mm-hmm. it's it's not as strong as the first one, but it's not a bad like Paul said. It's not a bad movie by any you know way of the imagination at all. Mm-hmm. So three and a half. Ronnie, I feel like I have to go no three pressure. and a half. But <laughs> I mean, you well, do, but you don't. Yeah, no, because I was I'm weighing between a three and a three and a half. Okay. Um, you know, I, I just think again, like like we were all saying, there's there's some bad in this, some good. It's kind of like down the middle almost. But like you were just alluding to, Rob, if this is on, I can walk away. I don't have to sit there and watch it like I would the first one. Yeah. The first one's on, I'm sitting there, I'm watching the whole thing, eyes not coming off the screen. This one, all right, I'm 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 cleaning you know, the house or whatever. Yeah, I'll throw it on in the background kind of. you know, Every once in a while, I'll be like, ooh, ooh, let me watch this. You yeah, know, but right. you know, I just when you have thirty million A list celebrities in your cast and they all act at like B lists because they're not giving so much or too much or this person has too much, this person has nothing, very little. It, I think it affects the movie. You know, like to me, I love Jeff Bridges. Yeah. You know, and, and Sort of for day. him to kind of like have like a yeah. minor role almost yeah, in it. If everyone's special, then no one is special. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so I just felt like it suffered with having too much and not enough to do with yeah. it. Yeah. There's a reason why I own the first movie, but not the second movie. The second movie, I'll just watch YouTube clips. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So we have a couple of projects lined up for it. So they have announced that they are doing another sequel uh, called Kingsman the Blue Blood. All right, so they mm-hmm. haven't. There's not a whole lot of anything news about it. They did say that Colin Firth and Taron Egerton would be coming back, and it would basically serve as the conclusion to their story, to their yeah. friendship. And unfortunately, like I feel like it's got to end with Harry's death, but we already did that, <laughs> and we already had Eggsy come to terms with it, but also then go back to it like Mm -hmm. it's just for me i I think that might be a little silly but again not much known about it we also they want to do a statesman uh spinoff and apparently channing tatum jeff bridges and halle berry would all reprise their roles i'd watch that yeah Yeah. so and then obviously this month we have the king's man we've kind of already said what we're expecting from it and what we're worried about so we won't talk too much about it i've heard riss riss iffens is that how you say his name yeah yeah uh, is interesting and and never boring to watch as Rasputin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and he makes some odd choices but it's never dull. Yeah, so he, I'm, he I'm, looks like uh, he's going to yeah. chew the scene. Oh right yeah. And in, for it for that. Yeah, so we're we're excited. We're going to look forward to it. We'll uh next week we're doing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That is the goal. Um if there are any technical aspects or difficulties on our end, we'll announce it on our Facebook, which is the Multiverse Fancast and also the Misfit Faction. Yeah, we're going into new territory with this one. Uh we've gotten better at stuff like this. Yeah. But um and then we have right after that we're we're doing Kingsman again. Yeah, cool. So Kingsman, the Kingsman this week, Spider Man, and then Kingsman again for nice. the, the Kingsman. I'm sure Rob and I want to do a bonus episode for The Witcher because that's mm-hmm. coming out soon. Yeah, that's fine. Um, 
and we got a, a couple of other projects in the works, but we also have more character studies we want to do, more topical. Uh, our topical episodes actually have been very successful, so we might yeah. do a couple of those. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it. If you guys are looking for a little bit more content, you can find our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you'll find links to all of our podcasts, including our new one, MF Uncensored, where it's... Uh, interview and topical base so we have a ton of interviews lined up for the next couple of weeks so make sure you guys uh like comment subscribe share with all your friends uh we're trying to continue the growth that we have for it it's been fantastic thus far and we want to keep that going you can also find us on youtube the misfit faction media network you can find us on instagram the misfit faction and you can find us on twitter at misfit faction send us your thoughts your queries your comments anything and we'll do our best to include them on the show i think we had a fan feedback friday though oh yes yeah which i totally did not not oh, just forget as I closed I'm out the show. No, like, you did not. We would be so sad on Monday. So, Fan Feedback Friday was, which superhero has gotten the best modern costume update? So, oh, th- we, yes, there are right. a lot of comments on I this get, one. I gave you two. <laughs> I'm not going to do names. I'm not doing names. Why not? Because I'm not doing names. Because I'm reading it. So, I'm just trying to get it properly going. So, let's see. We have uh, Spider-Man in the Iron Spider suit. Mm. Let's see. New Starfire costume from Titans. Yeah, I can, I can get behind that. Oh, God. Hey, there's so many. That's not appropriate. Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm not really getting behind it. Getting, uh, we have Captain America. You're we welcome. have Green Lantern. You're welcome. Except again. it was Ryan Reynolds <laughs> and Shut Up, Ronnie. Uh, getting rid of the red, super, uh, the red underwear for Superman. All right, so the Eternals, all of them from comic book to movie. Yeah, th- that was pointed out to me as to what they looked like in the comic books. It's rough. Holy cow, yeah. <laughs> this is a big upgrade. Uh, Green Arrow, the TV show, made him look much cooler. Agreed. Loki from the comics to Tom Edelston, not even from a new costume. Uh, Hulk <laughs> from 1977 to now, yes. Oh, yeah. Deadpool, Vulture, comic books to Spider-Man upgrade. Uh, Robot Voltron has a great upgrade. Wow. <laughs> uh, Batman, the Dark Knight, much better than most costumes. I will disagree with that, child. Oh, which one do you... I will say the Ben Affleck Batman costume is still the superior mm. one. It's more comic accurate. Okay. Uh, the Flash, Zack Snyder's version. I like that. Mm-hmm. Thor, it's the same, but the small details matter. Yeah. Uh, Bumblebee from Volkswagen to Camaro. That's funny. <laughs> uh, Electro from Amazing Spider-Man 2 to Spider-Man 3. That's even funnier. Yeah. Hawkeye, upgrade from the comics. Scarlet Witch. Yeah, can't, yeah. can't deny a little uh, Scarlet Witch. It was really cool, though, in WandaVision to see her in the tr- uh, traditional uh, WandaVision. Yeah. Wanda- yeah, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. And then we got a couple of repeats, but oh, that was a lot of fun. Make sure you guys follow us on Facebook uh, at Multiverse Fancast so you guys can uh, participate in our Fan Feedback Friday. But that's going to wrap us up for today. As always, I'm Paul. I'm Ronnie. I'm Rob. And we'll be back in a flash. Smorgasburg. See ya.